my listeners, I have something super special I have for you today on another episode of Developing Your A-Game. Now, I don't know if you've been paying attention to this lady's social media. Her name is Toyin and she's just an incredible person. She's super uplifting, super positive. She is the CEO of the fastest organic baby food nutrition company in Nigeria and you know what I dare I say in West Africa she is a humble down-to-earth person but full of so much joy and light and she's built her business from scratch she's can I say I think she's now literally in the million dollar figures she's 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 that big she's that big ladies gentlemen I am so happy to present to you Tony Onigbanjo, CEO of August Secrets Foods. Welcome, Tony. If I had a drum, yeah. you would hear it go. Welcome. You know what? I haven't actually finished rolling out her accolades. So permit me to finish rolling out her accolades. Tony and I actually met. Um, a few years back it's funny how everyone I've invited so far our paths have crossed you know so it's God's doing that I'm doing this I'm able to bring these amazing people onto the podcast so Toyin I actually met her when she um, was in um, journalism which is amazing because I've always had a soft spot for people in journalism so she's made that amazing pivot from journalism but I mean there's so many relevant fantastic skills that journalists have that she's been able to take into her new journey her new career as a nutrition baby food pioneer um Toyin you know you have won so many awards you really are an inspiration to many you know you were voted top 100 inspirational woman by leading ladies africa in 2018 you know you were also spotted as one of the fastest growing smes by business day again in 2018 you are a nominee for the future awards in the business category in 2017 and you won best female and i was there when you won that <laughs> best female yeah, in thank you. at her network <laughs> awards so you know you have so many amazing accolades and recognitions um you know people want to know who is toyin who is the woman behind the brand you've done amazingly well so far and you will still do more amazing things you've literally introduced yeah. a brand new industry um to the country which we're going to talk about um Baby food, baby food, baby food. We love our babies in this country. And you've tapped mm-hmm. into an amazing, amazing um, niche. And it shouldn't be niche because babies are everywhere. <laughs> so yeah. I want us to go back, take us back a little bit on your journey, where you started from, how you got there. So take it away, Toyin. Okay. Thank you very much, Amaka. I'm so excited. Um, to be uh, on this uh, podcast because, you know, it's really, um, you know, around something I'm um, passionate about, you know, about, you know, uh, building lives and, and, and all that uh, one step at a time. So my name is Toyin Onibanjo. And um, can you hear me? Oh, very well. <laughs> okay, okay. My name is Toyin Onibanjo. And so I'm a lady i'm a wife i'm a mom of two uh but most importantly aside that um a human being yes um, i wouldn't say <laughs> i wouldn't say that i'm so much of a fun lover i think i'm first an eccentric human being um i think i spent 80 percent of my time wondering about how great things are built Yes. You know, I, 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 I you know, so uh, um, when I graduated from school, I all through, I've always loved children. You know, I've always loved, you know, about the welfare of children. I, I always wonder why, you know, in Africa, I have, you know, why is it, you know, a lot of poverty? Mm. So I'm very curious. I'm always very curious. You know, so I read about history. I wonder, you know, about how, you know, humans generally, how we ever get to where we are. Yes. You know, so 
And when I graduated and, you know, how, you know, the rat race at that time and, you know, finished from uh, 7, 2009, the next thing was, to, you know, always, okay, let's look for a job. Ah, you have to look for a job. And, you know, my eccentric self, my purposeful self, I was like, no, I'm going to be a teacher because that's what I want to be. I want to leave. I declined lots of, you know, jobs not necessarily juicy jobs mm. but you know i mean for a lack of you know having to go from one office to another you know carrying you know cvs and envelopes all over the place i knew that you know i i wanted to do something that had to do with children so i started a club um i went to a slum and started to teach you know young children so i teach them after school lessons for free and then i started working as a teacher so from teaching school lessons, I started to, you know, cook food for these children because oh. some of them were hungry. And I would say that that's, you know, where my journey started. So as a teacher, I was teaching English. Okay, so now I am, you know, heading, um, you know, the marketing, you know, and strategic department at August Secrets and also making food. So more like I would say that uh, my journey has been orchestrated by God, but most importantly has been about chasing a purposeful life. I've always yeah. wanted to do something around children and building people, building yeah. families, you know, doing what you love, yeah. uh, you know, dying happy and empty. So that's really me. And that's what my journey has been about. So I got a job as a journalist and I was still running my children's club. I was still cooking for children. So when my son wasn't eating, it was almost like natural for me to start all those secrets. So and you know, so it doesn't, it wasn't as easy as I'm saying it. But honestly speaking, I would say that there has been pointers to where I am today. There has been pointers. I've always been about children and families. Yes, I'm here. I remember you said that your son wasn't eating. He wasn't enjoying his food. And that was one of the reasons you decided to at least start getting more interested in prep in preparation of, of meals, of children's meals, right? Can you take that again? Okay. I remember you said your son wasn't eating. I, we had this yeah. discussion uh, one of the times we met, one of the few times we met, and or I yeah. had read it in one of your interviews. And you said, you know, that he wasn't eating and you just were tired of maybe you know the regular the regular nutrition the regular recipes just went working so you started being innovative trying recipes mixing making things and then yeah it just clicked in your head that okay there must be other chill there may be other children like my son who wants something different something nutritious but you know still using local ingredients and that's one of the the, the, the ways, that's one of the reasons why you came up with uh, August Secrets, if I recall. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Mm. Solving problems. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was, uh, you know, my personal, you know, challenge, my personal issue. And like I said, I mean, I've been all about children and my son, you know, wasn't eating. So, like, it just came naturally for me, you know, to try out the recipes. Of course, the business part <laughs> didn't come naturally. Of course, of course. <laughs> but the cooking, you know, making the recipes, like, it's, that's who I am. I'm the kind of, um, you know... At home, I'm the go-to person when, you know, a child isn't eating. I'm the go-to person when someone is sick and needs maybe like pepper soup, needs something like some special meal. Mm. Um, the kind of person who would say, oh, let's cook this special dish for someone who is, you know, ill. You know, just oh, that's so nice. maybe someone who is bereaved. I'm that kind of a person who will make a four-year-old and call, you know, like one of my sisters and say, guys, you know, I have this very nice soup. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. So that has, you know, been it for me. So, yeah. Like soul food. Like for you, food is therapeutic, you know. It's therapeutic yeah. for you. You're making it. You're, you're putting your love into it. And then you're, you're giving it to people that need it. So it, exactly. it, it sounds like both, both parties are getting something out of it. You love it. You're yeah. putting your heart and soul. And the, the person that's going to eat it is also going to enjoy it. I think that's really lovely. Exactly. Yeah. Something like it's it's nice to hear this because you know sometimes I hear 
oh, cooking in Nigeria can be stressful. You have to thaw. Mm -hmm. I don't know if people have this issue. You have to thaw the ingredients. It takes time. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't care about people cooking with love so much. I mean, I do now. You know, social media has made cooking very trendy, right? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but um, it's really nice to, to meet you know, people who just love it from the soul. It's something that you do whether or not there's Instagram. So I think that's... Honestly, me. like, that's that's like me. That's something I'll, I'll cook, take pictures. I mean, the fact that I, if I, I would, you know, set, set my table. So if I'm eating alone, I set my table for myself. Really? <laughs> <Is> that, wow. <laughs> yes. Like, it's that serious. So I'll set the table. I'll do, you know, all that. And then people go like, excuse me, are you expecting a visitor? What I'm like, no. <laughs> so, like, so, you know, I mean, I, I, at the beginning, I didn't even realize what I was doing. But, you know, along the line, I just realized, okay, so maybe that's, you know, my way of showing love yes, you know, to myself yes. and to others. And, and to you others. know, yes, your love language. Now, tell me yeah. this, you know, people who love food, I mean, you, it, you're definitely passionate about food in the, um, in the context of children. Now, what made light bulbs go off in your head that said, you know what, I think this can be a business? Like, point, did it turn for you? Did, did it become like a business reality, a prospect that you can say, yes, I'm going to do this and I'm going to quit my job and make that make that leap of faith yeah okay so when people started requesting for it so um like i said before i realized that the kind of person i am is i wonder i always wonder how great things are built i've always wondered i've always always wondered so i am constantly curious so my curiosity you know was the same thing that led me to like, so now my child isn't eating all of these foods. And, you know, so what, what am I going to do? So like, is this boy going to starve? This boy, and you know, babies, like they can be so, so crazy. They, they will cry all day. So when I started, I was documenting all of the processes. Mm. I was documenting all of the processes Mm. And then I was enjoying it. So, and then the requests came. So, and, you know, um, I mean, it's past now. But one thing I've realized that I always say is this. The fact that you love food doesn't mean you'll be able to own a restaurant. Oh, yes, absolutely. The fact that you love food doesn't mean you should own a restaurant. The reason you should own a restaurant is because people are requesting for the restaurant. And now it's not just about people. It's enough people for you to sustain the business are asking for it. So it is people's requests, I dare say. It is the need that I was solving and the feedbacks I was getting mm. that made me you know, started this as a business. Otherwise, it would have remained a hobby. A hobby, to yeah. So you took yeah. active steps. I to would still love back. it, absolutely. Nice, yes. very important. I would say I've loved it, yes. But because people requested for it, requested for it, and that's what, you know, I would say to anyone, like, if you love to sew, you love to make dresses, by all means, make the dresses, make them excellent put them on then if people request for it then it becomes a business i'm sorry mm -hmm. if people don't or it's just your sisters or just one person in a whole year or in six months then it's not a business it can't sustain you there's no demand so mm. yeah so there's no demand for it so there was demand for the excellent work i was doing and you know the unique way with which i was to, you know doing it and you know that's how we're here today and you're solving problems, especially, you know, child nutrition. Um, I, 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 I wish I had some facts actually at my fingertips, but I know um, um, the issue of, um, you know, poor child nutrition is, is an issue. Yes, it's really high. It, it, it's high, isn't it? What, what is obesity? Obes obesity, in, really? That's an issue in Nigeria? 
I would never have thought so. So poverty. Hmm. Okay. Hitting on guys are not. So it's in two ways. But poverty is the, you know, chief, you know, cause. So because the numbers, the numbers for uh, um, um, children who are malnourished, mm. Mm. the vulnerable communities where there's a high level of poverty. Whilst, you know, the other side, you know, it's sheer lack of education, no unique recipes and, you know, no, um, you know, innovation in African food, just like we are doing it. So mm. a mom would not know that she can make a goosey attractive for her toddler. Yeah. Because hey, it's a pussy now and the Italian soup, <laughs> you know, that kind of a thing. And the baby goes like, "Hello, what's this one?" So it's mm. only a maker that understands the taste in bitter soup, you know, or her baby can't understand her one-year-old or, or her two-year-old, you know, doesn't understand, you know. So and then the babies of these days, with you know technology and all mm. that, and you know exposure. They go like, what's this about? And you're like, you can't understand, man. A combination of cocoyam and, you know, our local spices are even good for your body. And it's, <laughs> okay, so you tell me it's good, but is it attractive? I mean, it looks boring, <laughs> you know. So, and that's when we come in. So, to, you know, I mean, to, let, you know, ensure that the foods around us, that our farmers grow, I mean, that's what, you know, happens in the developed world where, I mean, of carrots are the same things that are also you know bottled and made attractive and then we are in stepping on the carrots here and then complaining of malnutrition so that's more like you know you know yeah. a, um, a counter what's it called like like we're contradicting us so we shouldn't have issues of malnutrition and the hidden hunger you know hidden hunger but because you know, there's no education, no understanding on, you know, family yes, food choices. Mm -hmm. You know, even if we eat mm -hmm. out, we can, you know, make, you know, choices, healthy choices, informed choices. So same thing for babies as well. Mm -hmm. Everything yes, pap, about pap, babies pap, is pap, just, pap, let them just take pap, pap now. Mm. You know, and that's the end. Um, exactly. And then you go yeah, ahead to shops and buy food, food carrots that has been bottled for mm. a year. Mm. Yes, but you skip mm. carrots before you go to the exactly. shop. You skip fresh carrots yourself. before you go to the shop. So now we're saying that you can mash up the carrots yourself, save money, protect the health of your child, and it's even more fun. And then you're able to expose the child to real exactly, carrots exactly. grown and by farmers so simple, and everybody's right? happy. So um, you would have to do a lot of yes. awareness and campaigns and sensitization yes. i imagine because you like you said we have this food around us it's in abundance yes. but people just are not feeding their babies properly yeah. whether it's lack of ignorance or whether it's the attraction to uh packaged food you know how we how we nigeria we tend to prefer foreign content foreign content yeah i mean i can imagine that it was the policies that are the government policies that have come yeah. in which have you know put a lot of pressure on reducing imports would have been good for your business because it then forces you to consider local options how do we yes, how do exactly. entrepreneurs like yourselves you know convince and say to consumers look we have this here we are the same standard as abroad try us out we we're on par with you know your brands abroad how, how was how was that for you how did you find convincing people to go local how did you how did you find that so um for that we were able to i mean it's it's a it's not it's it's um <laughs> Um, hidden, uh, it's an open secret that, you know, uh, um, um, Nigerians or Africans, you know, like, you know, deep down, kind of like, you know, we are, we are more attracted mm. to, um, mm. we're more attracted to foreign products, food and all that. Um, but so, um, as, I mean, at the beginning, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at all, especially that, you know, there is no, you know, Nigerian brand currently, you know, you know, topping the charts when it comes to, you know, making food attractive for babies as against what we have on the shelves. 
you know, only August Sipi. So it was really tough, you know, yeah, like yes, finding yes. like models, you know, to model after. So what we did was, what we did was to ensure that the foods are first attractive to the babies themselves. Because the honest truth, truth is, um, you you can't present crude crude products to people and expect them to, you know, understand with you. This that is good, right? This mm-hmm. is, you know, I don't know. This is good. So, yeah, like, it's crude. <laughs> you know, it doesn't look pleasing to the eyes. How would you expect me to believe that this is going to be pleasing to my taste buds? And that's why I gave oh, an so example of bitter leaf soup, <laughs> for too. instance. I love bitter leaf soup a lot. You know, so, and, but my son, you know, can never relate. So my son, you know, you know, he, he watches cartoons and he sees, um, you know, um, Shepherd's Pie, for instance. (laughs) And then you're bringing Bitali Supaneba. (laughs) God, like, how? (laughs) Exactly. But Mm. to me, I'm like, guy, you don't know food. Ah, this one is correct. And truly, it is actually delicious. So we're saying that as against Eba, just like that, we're, ma- we're rolling the Eba, you Eba know, we're rolling pom-pom. it and we're making Eba pom-poms. <laughs> and then so pom-poms, <laughs> yes, because we just rolled it <laughs> on the palm. No. And then just like the soup is on top. And then so now I tell my son that, look, this is healthy. And he's like, wow. So, you know, he, okay, healthy food. So what would healthy food, what would I gain? from eating healthy food and then I tell him look it will make you grow you're going to grow taller and then after he eats finish you know finishes the oh, food he goes against the wall and he goes mommy mm, so am so I taller now you know so that's just you know a way you know to make it attractive so that was the same thing we did you know to you know our customers as well it has to be first yes. attractive to the mothers by way of supporting them by way of educating them, letting them understand the benefits in this. Okay, so now they understand the benefits. And then to the eye, you know, we invested a lot in, you know, making sure that, you know, even the final products, you know, look, you know, as mm. good as, you know, the foods themselves taste. Um, and I would say that that's one of my, you know, dreams for African businesses, if there's anything like that, if there's anything in my capacity, it would Absolutely. be for us as Africans to tell our own stories attractively. You know, exactly. Um, you know, what we, we all always have children, you know, in underpants looking, you know, malnourished. That's yes. the picture of Africa whenever Africa is mentioned. But we need to say no to it. No, 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 no. And the no is by telling our own stories without even speaking. So Jaden's meals can sit on any shelf all over the world. That's the yes. least Jayden's we meals can do to tell the African story. Her, her bre- to say that Jayden. our own food. Yes, yes. Yeah, Very so the Jaden's meals Jayden's are the meals. <laughs> yes. Thank you. So the, the packaging... The labeling, you know, it's according to the World Health Organization standards. The, the, the story, the ingredients, you know, approved by dietitians and, you know, can stand, you know, on any shelf, can feed any child from all over the world. And most importantly, the taste is saying that this is Africa. This is African yes. taste. This is what we stand for. And this is who we are. Yes. You know, just basically like yes. owning who we are, but now in a good way. So yes, if there's anything that, you know, um, um, as Africans we can do, the least we can do is to present our meals. I mean, I heard recently how um, a five-year research was conducted on yam. And now we have yam fries, oh, yes, one of the really. biggest, you know, um, really? um, international frozen food yam, chains. Fries, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Frozen yam yeah. fries. Yes. Exactly. So the frozen yam fries, you're not going to present me raw yam on my palm. <laughs> you're going to give me frozen yam exactly. fries that I can make in three minutes. And that's like what that African company has done which i'm really proud of, of and course. i'm inspired by so those are the things that are the, like the inspiration the motivation for me to say that i traveled abroad and i brought back my son he refused all of the foods why can't i find my own african foods 
you know, for my son's taste buds on, on the, the African show, show exactly. to start with. Exactly. So that's the same No, for me, I think yeah. it's I think you're so right. We need to it's like what you said about, you know, we we enjoy us, older generation. We enjoy African food. Many of us grew up eating soups. Yeah. But our children who are kind of a bit more Western just because of the way the world is, they gravitate yeah. more to the Western palate. And we're asking ourselves, but why? But why? But also it's because we're not even putting it in front of them. We're not experimenting. We're not giving our children African food. Exactly. We're just giving them chips and chips and rice. Yeah. And, you know, we need to you know, give them mm -hmm. more of our own food. And your business, August Secrets, is is trying to solve that problem for parents. It's it's coming up with yeah. recipes, meals. I, I love the Eba pom-poms. I'm going to try that. <laughs> you know, yes. just trying to make our food <laughs> more sense. accessible and acceptable to, to the younger generations, which, yeah. which makes sense. And also making it available to people who are not even Nigerian. I mean, we eat pasta we eat uh, pizza exactly so we are we need to export mm -hmm. our spring rolls, spring rolls spring rolls so why can't we export our own you know yeah taste Absolutely. as well i mean august secrets i know you are in other countries i know you're in ghana because i follow you on social media i i've seen your your progress i know you're in ghana you have um reps there where else are you can you tell the, the listener so we're in Excellent. canada we're in Canada, we're in Ghana. Excellent. Now. It's good. It's good. I mean, you're out of the, you, you're, you're already one leg, you're two legs out. <laughs> so, I mean, yes, yes. And then from there, we ship to other countries. So it's just pretty much, you know, us having, you know, reps in other countries, but we're taking it one step at a time. Other reps might be on the call, <laughs> on, the, on this, or might be listening to this podcast even. Um, what, yes. what would you say? Have you been able to bring from your journalist from your journalism background? Because it's really amazing to hear of a journalist go from that to, um, I would say, yeah, food entre entrepreneurship. But in a way, because you do so much storytelling, I kind of now connect the dots. <laughs> I can actually see that you are still a journalist. In fact, you you've not really stopped being a journalist. You still are. You're now just telling stories, African stories. Uh, via food so i mean how have you been able to bring because this will inspire people who are trying to make that change you know you know you tend to think, oh yeah i'm gonna I, can i leave everything i know for something else but sometimes we don't realize you can bring what you're doing into another industry and how have you you've done that successfully yeah. can you give us some highlights like how has your background helped your current path now Okay, so um, I used to be a freelance journalist and a teacher, and so I used to take um, um, I used to coach um students preparing for O level exams and A level mm. exams in English. So from there, I became a journalist, and um, luckily for me, my first um boss you know, was, you know, the strict mm. kind. He wouldn't take, you know, no for an answer. Within the first, you know, two weeks, you know, I already started, you know, having my stories Amazing. published because he would drill me like, and, you know, compared with my other colleagues back then, I mean, if you're new, you're like a regular, you know, entry level yeah. staff, you're yeah. just... You're just there, you know, so you're just there. So it takes like about three to six months before you get used to writing and all that. But for me, I fell into the hands of a very strict boss who drilled <laughs> me, you know. And I'm always thankful to all of them. I passed through about three of them, you know, drilled me in writing for, you know, different purposes, writing news, writing features, you know, happenings writing about, you know, um, issues around women, children, health, the economy, small businesses, you know, at that time. So I would say that personally, um, I love storytelling. I've always been writing since when I was oh. in school, like since when I was in, you know, okay. high school. I've been a freelance writer, yes. I've 
been in the editorial department all through from secondary school to um, university. I've always been in the editorial department. So um, the journalism was the only job I accepted, you know, with open arms because, you know, it allowed me, you know, express myself. And I, I count myself a better writer than a better speaker. <laughs> I, I, sometimes some things are like not so I stammer about, you know, saying some things, but when it comes to writing, you know, I, I am able to express myself. Yes. And so for my journalism training, um, that was when I was trained to write for purpose, to write purposefully, you know, to write for change, to write for Mm. education, to write for impact. You know, and my boss then used to tell me that some of you are not going to end up here. <laughs> some of you are going to go out there and write for other That's purposes, amazing. you know. And I never knew he was talking about me. I never knew he was just oh. being a prophet, you know. So, yeah, so uh, his name is um, Olisa. His name is Olisa. And I also have um, Mr. Peter. Peter, yes, Peter Oumbari. That was that was his name. They are still there. They just in case they hear, they hear, and they will. <laughs> they hear this. So yes, just oh. so they know. Yeah. So how much their drills, you know, I mean their, you know, encouragement, you. you know, helps me. So now impacted me. Yes. So now, you know, so back then you write according to the style of you know the agency, but now Toyin, so we were talking about it's a, so we're talking about the person that inspired you, your professor, your 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 teacher, my boss, your mm-hmm. boss, who inspired you to write well. You know, he drilled you the discipline, <laughs> which instilled yes. helped you become a, a better writer. So, yeah. I want to know how how has that helped you in your in your business, August Secrets? How has writing helped your business? Okay, so um, like I said before, um, my boss, um, of course, is not the only one, Mr. Olisa Ebunike, and then there's Mr. Peter Ongwariri. You know, um, I remember the um, events that we went for that, you know, like really was like the eye opener for me. The events were there. It was a government um, um, event and we had to wait until the meeting was over. And we waited from like 5 p.m., like 4 p.m. to like 12 a.m. in the morning. Oh, my goodness. Before the meeting was over, it was an official meeting. And so those of us, me- uh, members of the press, had to wait um, till 12 a.m., you know, before we could start, you know, writing. Mm. Now, we want to write and report, you know, what has happened, and also write a feature. So feature, a feature is going to, not just going to be what the, uh, maybe the official said. We want to write, you know, an objective piece that would, you know, help the, 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 the um, um, layman Nigerian understand what, you know, the meeting was about, understand what, you know, what's in it for them. That's, you know, whilst I was, you know, lucky and blessed to pass through, um, you know, bosses and seniors that, you know, always drilled my writing, always, you know, corrected me, I'm excited to say that, you know, what that, that has helped me, you know, do is beyond just writing, is beyond just saying, oh, this food is really good. Yes. It's about, like what I just said, is about being able to communicate the it's beauty of, you know, um, Africa itself as as a phenomenon, you know, in, in the food ecosystem to say that, look, African food can stand and can represent what we stand for. African food is good enough. It's excellent enough. If there's anything, you know, around, you know, the, the campaign about, you know, uh, being black and being being you know excellent, you know, as a black person, being able to stand your ground and being proud of what you have. What makes us proud of what we have is because we've communicated it right to the people who are listening and they are inspired by the fact that we can take something from nothing and make it, you know, something. So, and that's what we've done with August Secrets by just finding a solution for my son 
but I was bent on being an African solution because yeah. I mean he rejected all of you know the foods and he wanted the one you know homemade and I searched all the stores I couldn't find. So it is not just about the nutrition in the food. It is also about the fact that someone is standing to say, I want to be the pioneer. I want to stand to be, you know, a, 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 the chaser of, you know, innovation for, you know, African food for children. We can feed our own children with our own foods. That's just the meaning for me. Mm. Mm. That's powerful. That's really powerful. I love that so much. Now, I want to ask you something about the, the name, the brand. It's it's catchy, August Secrets. I always mm-hmm. wonder, August Secrets, what does it mean? Is it is it something <laughs> you can share? What is, what, what is August Secrets? But it's catchy, though, because mm-hmm. you know, don't forget. <laughs> yeah, so it's just um, 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 interesting. I was born in August. Ah. Um, the tricks and the... When I was coming up with a name for the food, I used to make food for children and adults. And they were supposed to be, I wanted to go to a chef school for um, adult meals. I wanted to make very unique African food for adults as well. I mean, it's maybe a dream that I would, you know, um, um, work on maybe later in the future. I want to make, I'm, I'm looking at something like, you know, a goosey snacks that I can just Ooh. pick up from the shelf and chew. Like, mm-hmm. why would a goosey be only soup? Yes, it doesn't have to <laughs> be melon seeds. A goosey is melon seeds, so, you Exactly, know. so that's how curious I am with food. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm, it, it just needs to take me, uh, um, it just needs to take me an understanding of the nutrition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly, you know, the, the, you know, what's, you know, the nutritional component of egusi and trust me um when you know we come out with it we have like an egusi biscuits uh, and you're happily yeah. chewing it yes egusi pancakes egusi crackers who you says know? we can't have that so like yes, that's yeah. just like the drive <laughs> you know that's the motivation so and um and then for us to have egusi crackers we some secrets in it <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. that was how the came about. So yes, so that's I like it. that. Yes. <laughs> I like that. I really like that. And you know, just also wanted to. I I think your team. You have a lot of women in your workforce. Is that right? Yeah. You're, is that deliberate having a lot of women in your workforce, and why? Yeah. So it's um, I believe strongly that our women are. Um, 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 strongholds of um, motivation, strongholds of drive. I strongly believe that uh, uh, anything that has to be food, women are the top decision makers. Because sometimes, I don't know, I feel like men just eat to survive. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but the woman is going to find out how this impacts her child. And the family, the woman is going to is, is the person who is likely to say, oh, darling, have you had your smoothies today? Have you drunk water today? You know, I did that to my husband today. It's just interesting. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, yes, I've, I've taken water. Mm-hmm. You know, because I want him to take water. I want him to be healthy. Of course. And, yeah, so, and women, you know, um, and, and that's what that is just about. And of course, women need to be empowered, yes. which, you know, we do on the side. So we have, you know, um, a chain of women who we sell our products, you know, to make extra uh, money for their family. Excellent. And on the side for our decision making, we also have women on our board, on our top management as well. What's your network like across? Because you talked about having um, representatives that work under you, but are also empowered to earn more as distributors. Yeah. What's your coverage in Nigeria right now for August Secret? Wow. It's a lot because we have, <laughs> in fact, I would say 100% of everyone who works on the distribution or redistribution of August Secrets are women. And well, we have more than 200 stores. Amazing. 50% of them, Great. yes, we're in major stores and major pharmacies. And then, but then the other, other retailers, resellers, and you know, 
uh, women. So like 50% of that, you know, are run by women. So I would say that more than 50 women are on our value chain who we don't even have contacts with any longer. It's our distributors who go ahead to redistribute. So now we now have major distributors who have women, you know, under their network as well. That's incredible. So it's more like a chain and then it goes on and on like that. That's incredible. So your 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 value chain, you are empowering women. They are also making a decent living being act, yes. acting as distributors under you. You're exactly. solving that hidden hunger. I mean, hidden hunger is it's a couple of hundreds of millions of people, but but yeah. notwithstanding, you're you're making a mark anyway. We not one person can solve the problems of no, no, no one we person can do it. One, but you're doing a good job of at least trying to start yeah. from somewhere. Do you feel like the, the the industry you've helped to to um revive or to give life to? Do do you f- feel that other people will come into this industry and it's really going to thrive? We're going to see more than just um, Jaden's foods. Do, yeah. do you think you think so? Okay. So I lost that. Sorry. Sorry, I meant um the industry that you've worked very hard to build up, you know, this um, local indigenous, proudly African, proudly Nigerian baby food industry. Is it an industry you think that will grow bigger? Because for now, I don't really know of many, to be honest. I only know of you and another person. Um, so is, is there, are more people going to come in? You know, we, we love food in this country, but for some reason, the baby food industry, many people seem to shy from it, which is great for you. But do you envisage your industry growing? There'll be more of you or what do you think? Yeah, I certainly believe in the nearest future. Um, you know, our joy is that we're starting something interesting and something innovative. And that's why telling our story as Africans is, I mean, telling the whole African story is really important to us. So yes, um, I believe that, you know, in the nearest future, um, um, we're going to inspire more people. <laughs> uh, sorry, <laughs> people to want to take, you know, a trial into the baby food industry. And, and um, as far as, um, you know, you know, baby food, we tend to see a certain um, style form. It tends to be for the little, little ones, the, um, how do you say it? Like the jelly, like the purees. We see lots of purees. Yeah. Do you, is, is, is the baby food industry going to undergo any changes? Are babies pretty much going to always just like, you know, because of the, the nature of their, um, you know, their underdeveloped um, or rather developing yeah. systems? Developing palette yeah, system. Yeah. Will will they just continue to have the purees and then graduate from that to rice milk and all that? So will because I'm thinking of August Secrets in terms of your array of products and flavors and textures. Is there room for you to keep on developing new textures, flavors, or is it just easier to just stick to you know? If you, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Kind of model. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, things change. Change is the only constant thing in the world. So um, and it's just funny how what we take as adults affects our children too. Because mm. from conception, from conception, um, if a woman, you know takes lots of healthy foods, it's most likely yeah. that the baby, you know, is good, especially a lot of variety. Mm. So it's most likely that the babies are also going to take from that. So, I mean, it totally depends on the whole, like, food ecosystem itself. Of Except, course. of course, we maybe stop eating swallows and we start eating something else <laughs> entirely. <laughs> but as long as, you know, we still have those foods with us, I mean, just a little bit of changing. And, but then, you know, for babies individually, when it comes to like bespoke babies themselves, different babies have different um, tastes yeah. needs and different yeah. babies, you know, adapt to different um, taste needs at every point in time. Some babies are happy to take finger foods from as young as six months, while some aren't ready until they are about 12 months. So that's, that's just like the difference. Mm-hmm. So change, 
change would come and then you know we're open to it of course of course and you're experimenting with flavors you know it's so yes different, different flavors you know, sizes when i had my babies it was a lot of carrots 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 <laughs> you know mm-hmm. i wonder what I, I, I think to myself i wonder what if i had a baby now but that's not going to happen but you know <laughs> what would what would be, what do babies eat now are they having mm-hmm. like more interesting flavors like i don't know uh uh, okra purees or aubergine yes purees. they are still having like, that now okay yeah th- things are changing i mean you know especially depending on the nutrition needs as well so yeah if you're curious you can come you know find out how we're doing it now or you just have a baby so we can right i don't know tell me so at least i know if i have i mean i have friends that are still having babies so yeah always to say oh you need to check out august secrets food. What, what would you say is your best seller what which, which okay. <laughs> okay so we have the rice and the potato one which is a mixer grain then we have nutty meal we also have veggie beans that's nice. for like the beans and lentil oh lentils. <laughs> yeah it, it, a bit savory yeah. and then we also have fruits and meal made with oats and fruits so oats those are, so are the major flavors yeah. that we have now yeah. nice definitely i i i I get the sense there's more variety, like the the nutty. I I don't think I really saw nutty flavors, you know, because of the whole nutty allergy things. But it's nice that for those babies that are free from allergies, they should be able to experiment with that. Beans is something I would never think for babies, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure they love it. Beans, you know, beans for babies. Yes, some do. Mm. Some Mm. do and some don't, you know, because, you know, like, babies like beans so we're trying to i mean like i said those are some of the things that we're doing you know to say that if for instance beans has the same or even more nutrition than some of the foreign foods why would i really get beans to the background why don't we tell the story about beans of course why don't we make beans attractive and beautiful for for the babies to eat and that's what we're doing now that's exactly what august secret is doing absolutely you know it must be so fun being like in your taster department because someone has to yeah. taste all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Honestly. <laughs> it must be fun, you know, and then the experimenting with recipes mm-hmm. and it's such a creative um, industry you're in. You're creating yeah. meals, you're creating awareness campaigns, you're writing. Did you, Tony, you have a book, don't you? Or oh, am I dreaming? Yes, we have a exactly. recipe book. <laughs> oh, please talk about it. Talk about it. So we, can, oh, so, so we have a recipe book. I mean, again, that's like, you know, the, the validation of, you know, everything we've been speaking about. Since. So like some, you know, people get overwhelmed. They're like, no, it's not true. All of the recipe books I get are either something around, okay, giving your baby broccoli and and I don't understand. Like, you mean there's a recipe book? So people go like, please, oh, that your recipe book. I hope, you know, they're all traditional meals and, you know, it's 100% traditional African meals. Where can we get this? So we have, we can can get them on our website. We have them on our website and in some of our stores as well. So we have recipes like Punushin Kafa, that is from the north in our recipe yes, book Nigeria. okay yes so you know so and then we have foods you know from you know palates you know of different tribes mm-hmm. you know even as far as you know african you know other african countries as well okay. because Yum. that we have similar foods and you know, palates very nice. I love that. So you're, you, so yes, because I did think to myself, yes, I've definitely seen her recipe book. So you see, yes, there's so recipe. much going on. There is so many, <laughs> so much is going on in, in Africa. Um, I have to speak on an Africa level now because listeners yeah. tune in from all over the world. There's so much going on here. And whilst it is great to get your recipe books from abroad, it's even better to get recipe books that, uh, that appeal to the local uh, produce around appeal to local vegetables and things like that you know it's i mean plantain porridge i can imagine would be something nice that babies you know and it's sweet as well sweet potatoes Mm -hmm. it's um it's really really nice um what you're doing and you know i i really see you going further 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 afield you're already in ghana oh yes for sure 
um, the major stores you already here. So I mean, you 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 are you thinking about maybe hosting workshops, um, industry workshops, trying to build up the industry more, anything like that in the pipeline? Yes, there's certainly something like that um, in the pipeline. So okay. we are we are we have a, a program called the Kids Food Fest, Excellent. where we want to shine the light on kids food. So Excellent. you have the adults food fest, right? Everybody comes, takes street food and all that. Yes. Okay, so now we want to, you know, have, you know, a uh, a kiddies food fest where you bring your babies and then they are going to taste over like a hundred recipes. Oh my God! Can they manage all that? But yeah, it's never tired. Exactly. Pretty. So where we have like we have the, we're going to be having them stand by. So we we had a trial um, last year. You know, we, I mean, just like a maiden event, and you know, so there was a kitchen where babies can come taste you know and then oh the baby doesn't like this okay he likes this okay he likes this <laughs> and then we have you know different uh, uh, various uh, um, speakers you know and we had something you know really small but in the future we're looking to have to shine the light on child nutrition you know that it's beyond yeah. just whatever yeah. I eat I give my baby like some people just wait until they're eating before they just put some you know muzzles on their baby's yeah. mouth or things yeah. that the first 1,000 days of babies, you know, you know, it's very important for them to have a healthy start at life. So it's beyond just just giving them any kind of food that you find around or just anything that your friend tells you. There are allergies, there are dietary needs, you know, that varies baby to baby. There are so many things involved in, you know, raising, you know, healthy children, especially at this time. You know, so that's, that's all I want to do. Nice. Oh, it's been yeah. so fantastic speaking with you, learning about your business, learning about, um, you know, child nutrition, the importance of being intentional about what we give our children and also storytelling. You know, you're telling lovely, lovely stories through food and food yeah. is culture. Food is a big part of culture. It's an expression of ourselves. So, you know, we we. um we're going to be looking out for you a lot more now. Um, listeners will be able Thank to follow you. All the details will be made available on the episode, including how to buy the recipe book. So I'm sure yeah. people really want to get their hands on that. But Tony, yeah, it's sure. fantastic speaking with you. You've learned a lot about, the, about your tenacity, about writing as a skill. You know, I was just thinking to myself, I need to write more. <laughs> you know, writing is a <laughs> very important skill across all industries not only lawyers yeah. write listeners sure. the people write so it's just been a pleasure having you on we're glad you spent some Thank time you. with us and hope to have you back soon if possible yeah thank you thank you so much so listeners you've been tuned into another great episode of developing your a-game with the fantastic ceo of august secrets toy onibanjo till next time take care bye thank you, bye. Thank you. Bye.